I was I'm so I'm so glad you spent money for that bit. It was definitely me- mediocre. I can't believe I spent that much money on this fucking thing just yeah, to do one bit. Yeah, just for I mean, or, I mean send, send it back. I can't imagine. A, I mean, I can't can't believe I spent Patreon money on that. But I <laughs> <laughs> fucking hope you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I would say send it back. Now that we're done with the bit, uh, you obviously don't need it anymore. No, 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 definitely not. And so, it's uh, obviously shite. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> just, just, just based on what we learned from that segment. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chain Rant Podcast. My name is Josh. With me again is my bearded co-host, Mr. Andy Fuko. I'm back! And if you didn't know, I'm here to let you know this is an explicit show, so I'm going to give you five seconds to go listen to anything other than the first episode of Up to the Line Podcast. <laughs> That's five, four, three, two, one. Oh, oh, Fusco. Oh, Fusco. It's been three years since we fucking recorded. Should we say folk? Oh, we should. Oh, we, sh- we shouldn't swear in this oh, podcast. Three, two, one. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> just, I mean, just kidding. I love you guys. I, I, I listened to it today. We'll talk about it later on the show, though. I did. Uh, I listeners, listeners can review the show on iTunes, etc. You can send in emails and voicemails to be played on air. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're Australian, Snapchat. Check out the Channel Rant store at channelrant.com. And this episode is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, those lovely people who've decided that they like our dick jokes enough to pay $5 a month to hear them. Or, or $1 a week. Or when they get sick of it, they cancel. And that's cool. That's cool, too. Yeah, that's cool, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, hard times. Hard times. I understand. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but thank, I don't you to our, thank you to our patrons. And if you are interested in becoming a patron, you can do so at patreon.com slash channerant. Uh, it's a good time. And you occasionally get discounts on merch, I suppose, which uh, is also good. Do you? Yeah. We What's don't. We don't. No, but they do. Oh, right. Yeah, we have to pay full price. We have to pay full price because we're because <laughs> we're not patrons of our own show. <laughs> Correct. That would just be masturbation. <laughs> well, I mean, we do listen to it on a regular basis. I listen to it in the shower while I'm jerking off. Just because you like to hear your own voice, or because you like to hear my voice? Both. I mean, <laughs> your your voice is like the left hand. You're like the stranger. I'm the stranger danger. <laughs> And yours is that comforting that, voice yes, that's exactly. not making any good jokes. That, okay, I that get that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that beautiful bass voice that really mm. tickles the old. Uh, not quite. Tint. Not quite like the angel voice, but we'll. No. Yeah. I'll work on that angel the, voice. The bassiest the bass voice. Yeah. Uh, look, um, look at. Last but not least, please invite and share with your friends, Mister Andy Fuko. You know what really fucking freezes my chestnuts? What's that, Josh? Going to winter storm. That's why I didn't this year. <laughs> it literally freezes your nuts. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with this statement. I'm, I'm, assu- uh, I'm assuming that you can you can sympathize having just gotten back from the uh, me- sprawling urban metropolis that is Kansas City. <laughs> it is it is a metropolis. It's about as much as I can say about that. It's got a river that's frozen and uh, women that are. Frozen. Very well covered. Yeah. <laughs> Very well covered. So you have no idea what the quality is out there. You you, you don't you don't know what's in that box until you unwrap it. Definitely not. <laughs> Let me tell you. Once you from personal experience, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they gotta be losing their fucking minds because the uh just kidding to all those Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Although I'm sure they're very excited. How do you know that? Because I know things, Fusco. You don't know things. Come this on. This is what I do, Fusco. I drink and I know things. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, are we going to talk about that at some point? The Super Bowl? Oh, God, no. The uh, Winter Storm. 
Oh yeah, well yeah, I figure I figure we can kind of. I would love to hear about Andy's excellent adventure later on in the show. I know it's not exactly topical anymore. It was a whole two weeks ago, but yeah, but nobody nobody listens to our show. Uh, went and the people that did go are still waiting to find out if they got herpes. So <laughs> I figure. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: We can yes, we, we can save them. <laughs> we can save them a trip to the free clinic. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's it's the good kind. The kind that doesn't really uh, show up maybe once a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, what we call the Fusco strain. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's the French strain. It's the one that hides a lot. So we just dropped the episode of uh, Fireman Bill and Big Leg because uh, you were out of town. That that, oh, yeah. that got rave reviews. Did um, it? Yeah, I think so. I think people, yeah, people like so that. So far, positive reviews for you know, Big Leg. I, I don't you know, know who yeah, this guy is. Yeah, Fire, but Fireman Bill found the best way to get rave reviews on the podcast is to bring someone else. Somebody that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. As much. Oh, God. It, and it's hard because I'm trying to get all my jokes in now Why? against Fireman Bill. Because oh. God forbid I actually succeed in my current course of action, mm-hmm. uh, that guy's gonna fucking destroy me. <laughs> so the hazing, well, the hazing is gonna be relentless. Assuming he's in charge of you, but um, fucking everybody's gonna be in charge of my ass. Are you kidding me? True, but you don't run into everybody all the time. Uh, Joe Brady true. actually contacted me recently. He's like, "Is Josh serious? Is he really gonna do that?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's really. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's uh, taking going, the courses going for broke. He's doing the courses and all that nonsense. He's like, uh, I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> All the shit he talked about firemen. <laughs> but I, but here's the thing. I'll, I, I'll talk shit and I'll stand by my things I said. I'll take my lumps. Sorry. <coughs> You're going to have to. Oof. Was that your Medello that caused that reaction? No, I just didn't. Oh, oh, you, oh, you didn't do it earlier? You son of a bitch. No, I did it. That's another one. Oh, you poured another? Oh, fuck me. Come on. Keep up, brother. I'm celebrating. I haven't drank in like five <laughs> is that, days. Is that because you were working? <laughs> I've been working so hard this week, dude. I want to kill myself. <laughs> All right. So let's let's get through some of the incidentals so we can get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which yeah. is Fusco's uh, Winter Storm Adventure. So we got an email, and I'm stoked on this. I actually really like this email on so many so many levels. Mostly because it makes us look like heroes. And it's not even that, man. But it's it, like it, it touches on it touches on all the aspects of what we intend for yes. this show. What's also interesting is because when you hear the email, you know the audience will know why I say this. But because this guy's going through episodes, he's so far behind. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hear what we end up saying about the person he's talking about later. He, and he, when he wrote this, he doesn't know that. Yeah, yet, which yeah, is interesting. He, so, he'll he'll hear it afterwards. Correct. Uh, but uh, but I like this because this. This email for me encompasses like why we do this. Why we do this? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I I've been you know, don't get me wrong. I like getting I like getting on the radio, making dick jokes as much as anybody. <laughs> yes, definitely. But it, but it's shit <laughs> like this that gives you a little extra, you know, coal in the fire. Absolutely. Every once in a while, when we get down, well, I don't know if you ever do, but I get like. Oh, oh trust work, me. And I fucking hate trust me. It's I just, get there. I get there more really, often than you would think. <laughs> do I really want to do this yeah. anymore? All that, and then you get something like this. Like fuck. All right, people do. Yeah, like people. Nonsense. People. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start, and I might have you take over at some point. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this says, "Hey, dudes, I'm one of your many secret Mormon closet listeners over in Utah. I've been catching up on the podcast. I just hit episode 38, and it's been 14 days since I listened to episode one. <laughs> that's crazy. That's an that's an average of 2.714 episodes per day." I know this isn't healthy, but I don't care. <laughs> it's true. It's not healthy. 
I usually listen at 1.5 times speed, sometimes even two times. And let me say, that'll come up later in today's mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me just say, even at two times, Honey Bourbon sounds like he's been eating too much eucalyptics. Hashtag koala joke. Euca- euca what? Eucalyptus. Okay. <laughs> this podcast has been immensely useful to me. Aside from being hilarious entertainment and much needed catharsis for anyone in and especially helping to run a pipe band, it also inspired me genuinely to do a lot of good things. Thanks to your podcast, for example, I realized that a lot of our grade five pipers are, uh, air quotes, practicing uh, a lot, but they've never been taught how to practice, how to memorize tunes, what to listen for, how to correct it, etc. This has changed and improved our rehearsals and personal practice in just the week since we started focusing on it. I also had canceled our, our band's annual St. Patrick's Day concert, but then listening to you guys and F.U. Joe Brady talk about concerts, I was like, Jiminy Christmas, we can still do this, and the concert is back on. Nice. Might as well go for it. I don't want to end up writing you a novel, but today I hit episode 38 while I was working. I measured buildings and stuff for work. Uh, I was walking around working while you two were reading Fleshlight Ads <laughs> with Eric. <laughs> with Eric Evanhouse. Uh I had to come to my truck to cry laugh for a while and then get this email sent to you. At the opening of this episode, I recognized Where's the Butter? A kid I grew up next to, CJ, wrote that tune, and I was like, no way. You said the title. It said it was an email to you by a listener. I was like, that must have been Zach. Then you guys read the email he'd sent you. Shit, friends. And I'm going to call you in for the hard part. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. <clears throat> so, Zach died a year ago yesterday, and we're all naturally missing him a lot. I started listening to the podcast because he always recommended it. I worked from home for a lot of years, and my Mormon household was all plentiful young loin product about can't <laughs> is that what we're calling kids now I we're guess. calling them loin product loin product about can't to tolerate your shenanigans but now i'm driving a lot for work hence the sudden storm of listening i won't bore you <laughs> with the many tales i could tell of zach's bagpipe related insanity we have played pipes together since we were 14 and we did a lot of ridiculous stuff and he left a long list of ridiculous stuff yet to be attempted i can tell you that everything eric said is true not only about soaking marinating but about Zach and Garden Valley Pipe Band as well. We did try to get the rights to the Bob Ross Memorial Pipe Band, but couldn't pull it off. Though we, <laughs> though we will sneak Bob Ross's face into our sheet music regularly, replacing a quarter note here or there. And our band's tagline is uh, Crayon Sona, according to Google's Translate. That's Irish for happy trees. <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. Uh, you two are the are on the same same wavelength as Zach always has been. We played together in high school band when we were kids. He was always raising his middle finger to tradition. Well, as I say, I could write you a novel, and in some ways, I would like to. It just feels good to unload a bit. Your brash disregard for tradition and the bagpipe-related friendship to, to something I really, really appreciate getting a glimpse of, especially while missing my own disrespectful bagpipe buddy. Josh, you can say God ain't real all you want, but heavens to Betsy, if the fact that I landed on episode 38 precisely today, this was a couple days, days ago, the day when I needed it most isn't proof of a higher power, T-Rex or otherwise, I don't know what is. Thanks, for, thanks again for doing the podcast, guys. Next time we come to Vegas, I'll see if I can't find you to shake your hand. Uh, I'd skip to the hashtags. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, this does, this looks like we shouldn't say this part. Um, hashtag one of the sacred six hashtag fudge you, Joe Brady has hashtag drink mother flippers. Well, okay. Now I got to pour a goddamn drink. Hold on. So again, the, somehow this nonsense of a, of a show inspired this guy 
to not only put on put his concert back on, but to change the way he practiced and educated his people. Well, and a good and so a good, heroes. good shout out to Zach, man. Zach too, yeah, he was a good dude. Uh, Piping Jim to you to Zach, and to hey and to us. Fuck you, establishment. <laughs> Suck our crooked cocks. <laughs> Woo! It'll make your bones good. All right. Speaking of listening to things at 1.5 times That'll clear the old uh, wind sock. (laughs) Speaking of listening to things at 1.5 to 2 times speed. (laughs) Oh, we're going to talk about uh, that? If you you didn't know, I'm here to let you know that there is a recent podcast released by the uh, two of the three Grace Snow Vortex boys. No, all three of them were on it. The just up, not live in the studio. The Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast. Yeah. An educational podcast determined to get everyone up to the line. Now, here's the thing. These boys know that they put a huge target on their back because one, I love them. Mm-hmm. And two, I want to shit on them because I love them. That's that's just the way that's that's the oh, way I, my love works. I warned them today we were gonna review <laughs> like, their show. <laughs> like the way the way my love works is you know I like you when I make fun of you. Rad doesn't get that, but that's okay. <laughs> if I don't make fun of you it means I don't like you. <laughs> I wonder if they got any like emails from Rab about like because they picked on him about lists and shit. And like did he write them like a hurt email about like Guys, why are you picking on me about my lists or whatever? So, so do uh, so. I only got halfway through. Did you get all? Oh, the way I got through? all the way through it. Yeah. yeah. So, so I why got, don't you I, I start? Got yeah. So, <clears throat> this is going to be a podcast review of a podcast. I'm glad you all signed up for this. <laughs> I can't believe you guys paid five dollars for this. We're not going to give it more than five minutes because it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't worry. It, it won't take that long. <laughs> but um, okay. So, couple thoughts. It was Stephen and Stuart, and God, I actually I love those boys. I actually really. I'm right on board with Stuart. Like, I think he's kind of like him and I are on the same page here. Like every time we've ever talked to those guys, we're hammered out of our minds. So I don't remember anything. This is like the first time I ever remember like, Oh, St- I know Stuart. Okay. Stuart. Yeah. Okay, I got this yeah. guy. I get, I get what he's putting down. Right. Uh, I was right on board with this guy. Uh, Steven of course is kind of leading the charge. If you will, he's kind of playing your role as to the sort of the main voice driving it. And then Stuart jumps in and, um, I thought it was pretty a little slow going at first, That's but it very was kind of you to say that I that I'm a driving force. I appreciate that. Well, you sort of take that like, like let's move this thing through, and I'm sort of color commentary kind of thing. You know, well, jump it, in it's, it's improv 101. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but uh, Stephen did well. I mean, he was a little uncomfortable. You could tell, and then Stuart, I thought was great. I find these guys like their their banter is good, perfect. Like they're not boring, and they're they kind of they're trying to keep it clean, but you can tell they're like right on the edge of not keeping it clean. They want to go after each other a little bit. They're but saving <laughs> they're saving that for when they come back on our show. <laughs> Correct. But they keep saying like no 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 swearing no no busting balls. We're just gonna we're just gonna like be educational, and then they keep guys. T- that, is, that is not a recipe for success. But also <laughs> that's because they're that's because they're you know their sponsorships and things. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. can't. Quite They've got do, like seventeen sponsors. They can't get away with the shit we can get away with. No. They're not free, but uh, but I they actually, can come on. But they can come on our show and get away with that shit. Other than the rab interview, I thought it was great. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it! Really? Oh, we're gonna get emails. <laughs> really? Well, all right. Okay. Let me let me quickly uninstall Facebook Messenger from my phone. <laughs> Here comes Rab's because uh, you decided comments. to be a dickhead. Uh, it's just funny. Come on, here's fuck with Rab. here's here's what I will say about the rab interview. 
because I got. Did you get through that? I, got, I didn't get all the way through, but I got I got most of the way through. And and here's my gripe, right? Because okay. I got a gripe. Because because why not? These guys are essentially they need constructive criticism. These guys are essentially my brothers from different mothers, and I have to fucking tease them because that's my job as you know, essentially being a bagpipe podcast. Hey, bro. they they referenced us, so. I didn't get that far. Really? They said yeah. it right in the beginning. Um, but uh, the one thing I will say that's interesting is the audio quality of the Rav interview was phenomenal. Compared to the rest and of the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why and was it and so every, bad? And everything else, everything else sounded like it was recorded on a cell phone in a Ziploc <laughs> bag in a bathtub. You're absolutely right. Like, why were they so far away from the microphone? Like, that, like it blew my mind. It, like, just the compression. I was like, I was like oh, my God. Like. Oh, okay. Like this is, you know, this is like this is DIY. Like it's pretty chill. And then they do the rap interview. I'm like, wait, this is okay. Everything well, went probably because they recorded steps. it direct off the computer. Yeah, probably, probably. off the computer. Yeah. Uh, but no, no. Uh, I listened to it, dude. I like it. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> well, hold on. Here's they have thing. they have 17 fucking sponsors. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous that we don't have one. Well, no, we got well one. we have 66. <laughs> <laughs> we do. That's true. Our patrons. Yeah. Well, yeah. 64 as of today. Two canceled today. But we have 60. Okay. We have 64 sponsors. <laughs> you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, here's a couple things I thought about that. Uh, Big Rab interview. Um, th- I, I I appreciate that they were like very honest about like, hey, Rab, we brought you on because to be quite frank, you have a big audience and people will, this will help get our name. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rab was like, whatever. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's like the established like show. Everybody's like, first interview is Rab. Especially, especially going for like a clean audience. But I realize yeah. now, like, because uh, they they mentioned in the beginning of the show that the last time they recorded was for the big Grace Note round, correct? Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, man, we just split these guys up because there's no fucking way we can get them all." No, we have to. Split so them we up. might just have to do one with Rab, one with Steven, one with Stu. Yeah, that'd probably be good. Uh, I think Stuart's hilarious. Uh, he wanted to go nuts, and he Stephen wouldn't let him. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell because. I don't know if you heard the part where the they best, reviewed. The best part is, guys, if you come on our show. They stole our bit, you know. If, if you come on our show, there's no masters here. You can here. do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you say whatever you want. But did you hear they, the part where they stole our bit? Which bit? They played a YouTube clip of somebody that's terrible and then oh, talked about I it. Oh, I, I have that in the notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they, great. but they didn't, they didn't do it as a fail of the week. No, 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 they didn't. They were trying to keep it, but they were so close to like ripping on the guy. They were so close. I was like, come on, do it. Just give yeah. it to him. So I want to talk about this. Okay. Because I realize that we live in an ecosystem. We live in a pipe band ecosystem and a creative internet ecosystem. And there's there's lions and giraffes and sheep and fucking llamas and snakes and everything. All these things live in this ecosystem. And I realized, as I was listening to this, and there, I'm... Like I'm listening to the whole bit they did about the guy that's like the self-taught piper that mm-hmm. played like played like fucking hammered dog ass. Yep. And didn't know the parts of the pipe. And by the way, guess who the fail of the week is this week? Is it that guy? <laughs> uh, just oh. But uh, and I'm I'm listening to this whole bit that they're doing. It's like, well, you know, he at least he's fucking trying. And I'm just like, no. Stu- but I'm st- seething. This I'm- is where Stuart is. He's like. You know, this guy should not be doing funerals. Like, like my, <laughs> he's trying to be nice about it, but he's totally <laughs> and and they and they hamstring themselves at this point. Like at this well, point, they're trying to be nice. At this point, they're the police, and we're the Punisher. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can't have an opinion. They're just bringing it to our attention. And I feel like they, I feel like this was intentional. I feel like you they intentionally setting, setting us up. I feel like they wanted to, they wanted us to uh, deliver justice. Texas justice because they couldn't 
Yeah, their, their sponsors won't let them say anything. Their sponsors won't let them say this guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> he was absolutely a moron. He was the uh, Ryan of wherever this guy's Not from. Not even C- worse. Carney. Worse. I would say worse. Oh, worse. Yeah, you, worse. When you could tell when he was talking. So here's here's my thing. A couple things about this. Stuart or the only advice I can, the only advice I can give to this fucking player after listening is, to the clip they played yourself. is make pop tarts in the bathtub. Yeah, like go like just for fuck's sake. Somebody they should send him to whatever the equivalent of like metal shop is in whatever school he's attending. Like he's he's one of those. Yeah, this is this is literally the worst fucking shit in history. Of time. <laughs> yeah. So I, hold I, on. I'm like, so well in the in the wind chamber we do. I'm like I want to. I the where reader. Do you live? And this is the reader. (laughs) The what? So they kept hammering on this a little bit, but they were trying to be nice about it. But here's the thing. The guy's a fucking moron and he doesn't, this, this is part of the problem. Like he should not be doing like, he shouldn't be doing anything for free for pay for anything. He should not be in public. No. And Stuart started talking about this. Like, you know, if you were a singer the only and thing, you went and sang at a wedding fuck that and shit. you were this bad, the only thing he should call be doing out. is trying to figure out if his big toe can reach the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> like, for fuck's sake. And and these guys, I could tell they wanted. Oh, they wanted to rip them, but they, they were. But also, they left it to us. They teed it up. Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> I give credit to these guys for, like, holding back. They I, were phenomenal. They, they were on yeah, the edge. Yeah. You could tell they yeah, wanted they, to go down the road. They nailed it. But holy fucking shit, that was like that was a fail of the that was a fail of the year. That was fail a fail of the year. Fail of humanity. Yeah, that guy should not be playing pipes, especially in public. And oh, this is the other thing. I'm not 100 percent sure about this, but I'm going to say I'm 98 percent sure. And Stuart or Steven said this, but the guy is from Kearney, according to the YouTube video. Because I went and looked up the YouTube video because I wanted to see if this was true. Kearney, New Jersey, if this is where this kid's from, because he was definitely American, they were, like, giving him credit, like, well, maybe there's no there's no teachers by you, there's no blah, blah, blah. Kearney, New Jersey is one of the most there's Scottish so many places players. in the country. This is where Mike Sorrow comes from and George McKenna, who are members, or played in our band over the years. They have one of the best bands in America, St. Calmkill in Kearney, New Jersey. If this kid is from Kearney, New Jersey, which is, they said Kearney, but they never said the state, but I'm assuming it's New Jersey. They have the band that won the All-Irelands like last year or two years ago. I forget when it was. I think it was last year. They have instructors. This kid can connect with people. He went and learned it on his own because he's a moron. And once again, we find out why New Jersey is the fucking worst. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the armpit of America for sure. But... There's a very, very, very good band in Kearney, New Jersey. And this kid has options. So uh, here's the finger of the week to this kid who... <laughs> Dude, if you saw the state of his pipes, it's worse than your pipes. I mean, I, that's, that's hard, hard to do. That's hard to do. That's hard to accomplish. <laughs> it was awful. And, and oh. I, can, I consider my pipes to be like the old truck that will only start for me. <laughs> like... like like, like it, you know, I'm, I'm Biff in Back to the Future. Like yes, you gotta, nobody yeah. can start this car but me. Exactly. <laughs> you got to just know how to touch the clutch. Nobody, just the right way. nobody can play these pipes <laughs> but me. <laughs> That's so true, man. Oh, this it was awful. So I do recommend their show, though. I think it was it was entertaining because I think the banner between Stuart and Stephen is pretty good. Well, I think that I think that Stuart uh, I think is really piping funny. piping Jim who wrote in the first email. Uh, 
he talked about how the best way to listen to our show is at 1.5 times speed. Right. The way I got through half of the Up to the Line podcast was I just listened at two times speed, and it was... How did you understand them with the Scottish accents at two times speed? You don't realize how slow foreigners talk. Till you... Till they put them two times, and then they sound like us. And they sound like a normal person. <laughs> That's good and point. I remember this when we were traveling, uh, like when people had a hard time understanding us when we were in Northern Ireland and Scotland. I was like, oh, you fuck, you'll fucking talk so fast. I thought they talked fast at first, cause we, mostly because I couldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah. And then once I learned what they were saying, it's like, wow, they speak well, I was like, It was like, fuck, fuck, diddly, fuck, banger. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck, dilly, fuck, banger, uh, make some tea. Like banger that was pretty much every yeah. sentence. Like it, it, it got old pretty quick. <laughs> so I want to, I want to quickly talk about, uh, I, I want to suck our own dicks mm-hmm. for a moment. We only get to do this every quarter on this show. I suck my dick all the time. I don't know about you. I have two ribs. You got the rib, you got the rib removed oh, finally. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that explains. Yeah. That's that ex- how I get laid so often. <laughs> That explains the uh, <laughs> the heavy draw on the Channerant HMO plan. <laughs> exactly. Now I know where all of our health insurance dollars have been going. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, we had a practice. I want to talk about this because, uh, well, did we talk about, no, we didn't talk about with Cahill because I wouldn't, uh, before Cahill was, was in before, town. Well, he was here. We recorded before after. the practice happened. Dude, we had a phenomenal practice weekend practice with like nine pipes and how many drums six it was a band oh, baby. six yeah sorry it was a fucking it was a real band it was a fucking band. how amazing did it feel to play in a real band again? dude my, for the first time in like four years i i had to i couldn't sit down for the entire time because you had a giant boner yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah i just i just tucked it up yeah. towards my stomach like a gentleman it was phenomenal and it was like we were still missing three to four players at that point so it was awesome and it was awesome. Yeah, man. I was, I was very happy. That was a great practice. I was super excited. It was of course, I didn't let anybody know that. I was just like a cunt to everybody. You got to do, well, you got to do the thing. <laughs> it, Fusco, if I've taught you nothing, it's be mean to everyone all the time. Absolutely. It started off a little rough, but then make, by the end we were fucking. Make everyone, singing. make everyone work for your affection. Absolutely. That's the secret. That's the story of my love life. Yeah. It doesn't work, but that's why I'm single at four. Oh, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not the story of mine. <laughs> I, I've become mush immediately, but... Yeah, well... Only when people get their tits out. We, I mean, we with, can't all with, be men. With pipe band people, I just, you know, I hate them forever. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, somebody actually said that to me today about, like, oh, I'm going to make friends with these people. I don't... Like, it's, uh, talk about our band people. Like, I'm going to make friends with these if they like it or not. I'm like, good luck, because fucking pipe band people are fucking weird-ass people, man. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough nut. It is at the lower levels. At the higher levels, it starts to be a little more, I think a little easier. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I figure we should, uh, Jesus Christ. You like that one? How much Taco Bell? <laughs> I had none tonight. None. No fast food today whatsoever. I'm back on the, uh, um, intermittent fasting. I got, well, except skipping, for skipping breakfast and lunch. I didn't. Doesn't yeah. count as intermittent fasting, by the way. That's not how that it works. does. You go, you get, you eat from 12 to eight. That's it. <laughs> So what did you eat when you were in your fast? Or when you were outside of your fast? What did so you eat between 12 and 8? I had Thai food for lunch. So I had uh, coconut milk curry, basically. Real, real basic. Chicken, carrots, and potatoes. And uh, that's about it, really. That's, that's why I, I could light today. the room on fire right now. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I had so... I was fucking 
God damn, I was running around. Well, uh, that's not the point of this. Story. Hey, here, here's to us. Here's to us. Yeah, and I don't know why, but the here. plan fucking worked. We got, we got, we're gonna have a band. Yeah, we're gonna have a very good band. So watch out, people. We're uh, we're warning you now. Hmm. Number four is uh, hold on before you move on. One for you. Should we credit our guest from the past weekend? Want to talk about him? That's uh, yeah. That's on you. I mean. Why not? Credit where credit's due. Yeah. So what we, this past weekend, we had a full band out of town or practice. It just worked out where we had the guy working with our drum corps, uh, Kyle Riak. I hope I said his name right. Or Reich. I don't know. It looks like Reich to me, but I think he's pronounced Riak from uh, the Phoenix area. He's working with our pipe band. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's working with the drum corps. <laughs> and he, we had him out this weekend and then we, uh, had a big full band practice with all our out-of-towners, so yeah. that's why we had more players. Had a couple pipers from out of town. We had two tenors from out of town. We, we had, had Cahill and two Matt. Pipers from out of t- <laughs> two, out of, two pipers from out of town. Then Angel actually showed up for the first time and fucking got fucking, fucking Graham was there feeling bad in the corner right. playing Graham his chanter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had a bunch of people show up, and uh, Kyle really, he worked hard. He worked with them for like six hours on Saturday and three hours on Sunday. And after nine hours, they still won't look at your fucking feet. No, but they're still learning music, so that's... All right. Give them a fucking chance to memorize the goddamn music. They were still doing pretty goddamn good, except when they missed the break to the reel. But... Hey, why did they miss the break to the reel? Because they weren't looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But it's getting better, man. Like, I'm so excited. It's actually really good. I just... It's It's way better than it's ever been. That's just been a thing that's been driving me nuts for like two months. Let's say this. I will put this down on paper right now. I will autograph this statement to this effect. This Sunday, when we were playing in that circle, it is the best the Las Vegas Pipe Band has ever been in its existence of all of time. Would you Absolute, agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I would not argue with that for a moment. Absolutely. So uh, it's coming, man. It's coming. And we got great things coming for the medley. I, I just enjoy getting to sit back and like... Just fucking jam, man. I jam and I'm like, I'm like well, when, when someone wants me to let loose on people... To let me know. <laughs> let me know. But it, we really didn't need to. I mean, other than Angel being ahead of the. Beat, I mean, every time 20, I still want to. Ninety nine percent. Every time. every time I still want to scream, but the drums like, fucking look at the feet, <laughs> dude. Give him a chance. There's a process. All, all I need you to do it's is not magic, dude. All you I gotta, need you it to, takes time. All I need you to do is look up in the beginning of the tune. No, they did. They're, they're you're getting better at it. Like they're making eye contact with me, just like Jack told him to do a couple weeks ago or a couple months, whenever the fuck he last time. He Shit's here. been driving me nuts. It's like, look him in the eye. So I, I'm conscious. Um, I look at the lead drummer and, then, and, like, and I look at the bass drummer and I'm like, okay, they got the my few, eyes. The, oh, few here times, we go. the few times I comment on it, they're like, well, what the fuck do you know? You don't know drums. I'm like, motherfucker, I will learn how to do. <laughs> I will do what you're doing better than I will, you in a year. I will learn how to do what you do in a year and then tell you you're doing it wrong. Like, you want to fuck with me right now? <laughs> It's all good, man. Dude, it's you really, is it any Yeah, but here's the thing, it's way better than it's ever been. So I got bored at practice and memorized the bass score for Meaning of the Waters. Like you wanna, <laughs> I saw you doing that. You right? want to fuck with me, drums? You really want to fuck with me right now? You memorize the bass score. Come on, snare, that's a whole different thing. Oh, how long do you think it would take you to teach me to do the snare stuff for both sets? It, realistically, you actually want a real answer? Like a year? Eh. Three months. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. It would be way longer than that. But uh, Who's no. sweating at practice, motherfuckers? <laughs> Who's sweating? Oh, it's definitely the pipers because it's way harder to play pipes for sure. 
But, dude, it's coming along. The plan is working. I think in the end that's really what we're talking about here. I was excited at the last uh, weekly practice, not the weekend practice. but the, Even Tuesday. The weekly was. Even though it was a small group dude, that showed up. it was jamming. Dude, it was it was way even way better than Sunday. It was better, yeah. It was it was jamming hard. Yeah, like granted, it was a smaller group. That's and I, I always like it when there's like, uh, this score is boring. We're gonna fuck this shit up. I'm like, yes, yeah. And then they did, and it yes. was like, oh, like yeah. like it, <laughs> like if the score is boring, dude, get yeah. weird. But to be fair, these guys, we're the fucking Las Vegas pipe band, man. We serve no master. Well, this is this. Here's the thing. I'm so, sorry, band that shall not be named. Boop. Right. So here's the thing. So. <clears throat> so our drum score. All right. So how deep in the weeds do we want to go here? On the drums, uh, you have you have 120 seconds. <clears throat> okay. So in the reels, at, ha, there's two reels at the end of this tune, at the end of the medley. The second reel, the drums completely drop out, 100% no drums for two bars. Then the snare comes in. Then two more snares come in. Yeah. And then at the end of the first part of the reel, the rest of the the solo solo unison and then mid correct but essentially it's like pipe heavy for a whole part we've had people people in the band that are advising us that are helping us out saying like ooh this is a bad idea like it's a risk I literally had a phone call with that guy today I'm like listen we're fucking Vegas we're Vegas in this thing it's a risk it's a risk but we're going for it I promise you and he was like Dude, if a whole part with no fucking drums to keep the pipes in line, I'm like, dude, we haven't had drums in four years. Yeah. I forgot. We're what, used to playing I, without drums. We the, can handle it. I haven't <laughs> seen a tenor drum since the fucking Obama administration. <laughs> all right. I would say since fucking George Bush. Like, uh, you the think, third you, or whatever. Do you think I need a fucking drum to keep me in line? No. Motherfucker. We haven't had a fucking drums in literally like three to four years. We haven't had a bass drum in three, four years, right? So w- that bass drum dropping out is. You got to keep in mind problem. a drum. A drum doesn't know the fucking tunes. No. A drum knows the to accompaniment us. to the tunes. It's up to us. So I, I said, dude, don't worry about. It. I'm gonna work our asses off so that this if is I say not a if I say third bar of fucking Duncan McInnes, first part, drum doesn't know what the fucking that is, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I love drummers, and drummers like, drummers make any performance better, in my opinion. It's always better with percussion because they're the only things that can they're the only things that can de- deliver dynamics into a pipe band performance. You cannot have dynamics with pipes. You can have dynamics with drums. So Correct. you can raise, lower, accentuate. Like that's what a drum core delivers. But at the end of the fucking day, dude, play drum play Duncan McInnes by yourself, snare drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the solos would argue they should be allowed to do that. But whatever. Either way. Either way, it's going well. What happens when every single snare drumming judge puts a gun in their mouth because they had to listen to it without pipes? Well, that's true. So should we... I just want to say, in the end, uh, thanks to Kyle um, for helping us out. Man, and he... He's a rock star, man. He is so fucking... He is he's lit a fire he's under the... so fucking good. He's lit a fire <laughs> under the... Like, not only is he good at what he does, but he, he has inspired even everybody. The kids are like... Like, I... You weren't there, but I had a meeting with all the drummers like, hey, tell me what you liked about Kyle. Tell me what you didn't like. Like, what could we do better? Whatever. Like, they were all motivated at when he left. Like, oh, my God, this was great. I The kids actually had legitimate yeah. response to him, and they don't pay attention. Well, they're like well teenagers. there's, there's, there's intangible benefits, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a given that Kyle is a great drummer. Oh, he's a hell of a drummer. 
Like that's but that's, more that's importantly a, given, a hell of a teacher. That that's the thing I would say is that like the the intangible benefit and the thing that you don't necessarily realize up front is like he is a phenomenal teacher and he's a person who makes people want to be better. And that's a harder skill. That's way harder. Like that's and a. This could lead into a topic someday, and we may get into it tonight. That's a way harder. That's a way harder skill to acquire. Like it's it's harder to get people excited and ex- and excited. be able yeah. to immediately adapt what you're trying to teach to several different learning styles. I Correct. mean, he had six people he'd never fucking met before. Six, not six. He had another two when he had the kids on Saturday. He had like and, eight or ten. Or and nine. he's just he's so good at just like immediately making those adjustments mm-hmm. of like, okay, here's how, here's how I get this person to fuck to save their own species. Here's how I get this person to fuck to save their own species. It's interesting. Cause he's, I think he's still trying to figure it out. Just like the rest of us. He's, he's like, I, he's got my natural, impression. I don't know this for sure. He's but, got a natural ability. That's similar to like when we talk about Jack's ability with Pipers. Yeah. But Jack being able to, well, like hold on. There's two nuance things. Nuance that thing. So I think Kyle, in my opinion, I, I mean, I don't, what I've witnessed, I, I definitely think he's like me in the sense that he's like got a little bit of imposter syndrome. He's like, I don't know if I'm good enough to say this, but I'm saying it. And so he's not, sh- I mean, he knows what he's saying is true, but he, I don't, I think on the inside, he's like, oh, do you, do you he wants to prove himself. Do I you, have that for do sure. You have, do you Jack have Lee does syndrome? not have, oh, I absolutely, 100% do. That's interesting. Jack Lee does it's not have that at all. So what I find interesting about that is, I, I, I might be putting words in Kyle's mouth, don't get me wrong, but. Like uh, he definitely him and I talk a lot. Like oh well, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. He he wants to know feedback. He wants to know what people like. He's trying to make a name for himself. And like and the reason I brought him in is I used to work with him in Phoenix. Like when I went and played with Phoenix a few years ago, whatever. I hundred percent loved the way he ran his drum corps. I was like, this he's exactly like me. There's no wasted time. He's 100% on. When they're off, they're off. They, he's like, all right, we're going to spend an hour on and this. Also, and we're going to go fuck off and go do whatever And also want. HIV positive. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. He's married. He's probably a reasonable human okay, being. Okay, so 90% that. like But you. from, like, uh, yeah, like a t- <laughs> as it pertains to running a, running the core, <laughs> like, what I loved about him is, like, when they would show up to a games, and, and this is not rocket science. Any grade three band in their worth their weight is doing this. But any grade four band is not like he made everybody line up the drums. They're all laying this. in the sun. I remember they're this. all like wherever they're going to yeah. be, they're going to be. I remember like, the first flag games where we had mixed course. The discipline that he made them live by was exactly what I dream for us to have as a band. And so when I took over and the drum yet, corps a year ago, I will, did the same thing. You will not let me hit people with socks full of batteries. Well, that's a different thing. Like, but people respect him. They do what he says because they respect his knowledge. And I appreciate that fact. You know what I mean? So it sounds like I'm sucking. I'm really going way down the deep end of sucking his dick. But I really enjoyed Dude, the way he good. approached this, this circumstance. And I and think it came across and he, and it was, it was nice because he has, he has some institutional knowledge. Well, for sure. With, with us even where it's like, I mean, he, he said at the practice, like, man, I worked with this band you know, two or three years years ago and holy fucking shit. It's a big difference. Yeah. So it's not, it's not so much you sucking his dick as us still sucking our own dicks (laughs) in the end. Yeah. Right. So yeah. And this is one of those things like baby, we combined with Phoenix five, six, seven years ago, whatever it was. And then there's a bunch of nonsense that happened and blah, blah, blah. But like in the end, are we better right now because of it? Yes. Do we suffer because of it? Yes. Like, you know, the good, the bad. So, uh, the know. traditional toast, uh, LaKyle. <laughs> LaKyle. 
So now we can move uh, on. Thanks, Kyle. You're the best. All right. We're going to take a quick moment. We're going to talk to some people in the chat, and we'll be right back with you here on the Chain Ram Podcast. Pipe band life's not for everyone, and it doesn't always come at the right time. But with the Chanarant Podcast at patreon.com slash Chanarant, you can be there at the right time for you and your loved ones. It happens to a lot of guys. You're not ready to pipe in as hard as the Chanarant guys do. But with patreon.com slash Chanarant, you too can be ready anytime, anywhere. Um, welcome back. So it's Thank official. you. Thank you to everyone who stuck around during the chat yeah. portion. Uh, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fusco will cut in some commercial there, I'm sure. Yeah, we don't want to put that out on the air, for sure. But, uh, Fusco, so, I, 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 we have a lot of ways we can go. Honestly, number four can be in a topic unto itself, but I feel like we should talk about the topic of the week. Well, should we go into fail and all that nonsense, or what do you want to do? Nah, I say fuck all that. Cut it, save Dude, it. This is the second time we cut this shit. Cut it, save it for, save so it for many next good time. Sh- we're we, doing a whole winter storm thing. We're, we're an hour in, and we got to talk we're about doing winter a whole storm. winter storm. This is the winter storm stuff. Oh, these are all winter storm things? Two of them are. Two of the three are related to winter storm. Okay, so which two? The win of the week and the try of the week are both. Oh, uh, no, sorry. The Yeah, the try of the week and the win of the week are. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> two of the three it doesn't matter I'll let you decide alright so let's I guess we're gonna go right into the fail of the week the fail <laughs> alright which one is the fail <laughs> it's the top one dum dum no 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 I know that but which one am I actually deciding is the fail okay okay here's the I fail of the week I feel like it's the same link but it, it is the same link in the notes but it's not actually the same link <laughs> okay. so here we go this is this is what I would call the try of the week because it's it's a fail because it's the pipes are awful but I don't hate it this this makes me laugh so when in the end if it makes you laugh is it really that bad that's Potent- what everyone potentially. Says, that's what everyone says about our show <laughs> <laughs> so here we go I'm gonna play this and pay attention to the trombone player this is the first time on this show we've ever said pay attention to the trombone player <laughs> Gotta hear this. My headphones. Fucking. Stick with it. Stick with it. Trust me on this. With it. Trust me on this. It gets better. I mean, it's terrible, but it's also makes it's so funny. Hey, look at this. Look at this. I 
see where you're going. <laughs> I don't hate this. Well, and the real MVP here is obvious. This yeah, guy. Absolutely. Obviously. This is a tricky between fail and try. You're right. It's really yeah. right on the edge, man, right? Oh, let, let the guy do his solo. Come on, give him his solo. I love this kid. It's so awkward and uncomfortable. It's just hilarious to me. All right, so so realistically, let me. You know, you've you've already seen this clip. This is the <laughs> first time it. I saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it before. My honest opinion. Yeah, yeah. The pipers were the worst part of that clip. Absolutely, the drummers aren't bad. The trombonist isn't bad. The, the pipers, pipers were shit. shit. And the guy, the guy that was playing trombone, was fucking carrying, carrying the whole crew. He was carrying all of them. Like he, <laughs> dude, did you see how hard he had to choke up to get the pitch to like match the pipes? He was trying to. He was working hard. Like he was blowing his fucking. And this is like he looks like he's thirteen. He maybe. was blowing his lungs out because he's like, what the fuck? Why why can't these pipers blow an even pitch? <laughs> What's funny about this, and you guys can see this when you when the episode airs, and I put the link out. Everybody in this group is a kid, probably a high school band or, or middle school band or something, except for the main piper. The main guy is like seventy five. Yeah, years old. like <laughs> the, the the trombone players. They're like, how do I adjust myself to like, meet your? What I, what? I mean, that was super uneven blowing on the piper oh, part. Terrible. There's two pipers, three drummers, and, and they're all and the, and two pipers is literally the worst number of pipers. Yeah, because it's you can hear everything when it goes like wrong. any kind of dissonance immediately becomes apparent. So except for when it's you and me, well, we're fucking brilliant playing a fucking high school gig up in Boulder. <laughs> Some wrestler like, school. Like, I'm, you know, like fuck. This is it. This is literally all we're doing. This is right all now. we gotta do. <laughs> I just gotta play this right now. Really? Uh, I so mean, that was that was pretty clutch. Yeah, that was a good Boop. gig. So the thing that that caught me attention about, I was like, this is terrible, but yet I love the trombone kid. Did you know I played trombone, trombone in sixth grade? The trombone kid is the hero of this story. He is the hero of the story. I the love drummers were fine. The pipers were shit. Correct. The trombone kid he literally, pulled, he kept blew, it together. He blew sharper to meet the pipes. But he also, and he's, then, it's not and like then he's brilliant, adjusted. but he, his like fucking presence is he awesome. He fucking adjusted the entire he's time. Like, he owned, he, he owned the stage. He was playing with an instrument that was, it was like, <laughs> the entire time. And he fucking adjusted on I the fly, dude. I yeah. love this kid. No, I think this is a group of people in Germany. That is a, that is a hundred percent win of the week. You think that's a win? Win of the week is trombone kid. All right. So, I'm going to bet that you're going to go with the fail of the week is this next one then. Okay. Because And you're going to have to listen to it. If you cut it short, I'm going to insert their whole thing in because I think people should listen to this. How long is it? It's long, but it's worth listening That's to. That's not the question. <laughs> it's long, but it's worth listening to. Is it to. two minutes or is it nine? 
That's uh, five, maybe four oh, or five. Fuck me, running. Okay, just I, listen. I want you to close your. I just want you to listen on your headphones. So you don't want me. You don't want me to look at this. Listen, I'm going to edit the round of it anyway. It doesn't matter. You don't want me to look at it. You only want me to listen. You don't need to look at it. It's okay, not, it's not worth looking. at. Also, you realize I don't have sight. There's a reason I wear sunglasses. This is winter storm. This is the winter storm concert. I see the nth metal, like the Batman who laughs. This is not. This is not. Fred Morrison. So, so what am I? Uh, am I looking for anything? No, I okay. just want you to close your eyes okay. and just enjoy this process. I'll, I will, I will verify. And if you cut it short, I'm gonna put it in anyway, so it doesn't matter. The no, I'll verify. My eyes are closed. Here we go. Because no one wants to see my googly eyes. This is fucking absolutely 100 percent phenomenal. If you're a piping fan, Josh is not, so he's gonna cut it short. Watch this. It's already better than the fucking P Brock last year. Jack motherfucking Lee right there. So there's gotta be like 20 minutes of this, right? They cut it short, but wait, stay with it, because I want to hear your reaction to this. They go from, like, early 
early versions to the Con Lewis version pretty quick. Exploration. Stick with it. That kick is so hard right now. Go back to the ground there at that point. So, Dude. so they play ground first variation, Krenluth variation, then harmonies into the Krenluth variation. Dude, how fucking insane is that? Well, it was way last, better. It was way better than when they turned the lights off in the P Rock. Well, <laughs> they did a better job with. So last year when we were there, they did they did a different P Rock, but they tried to do something similar, and it did not go as well, not nearly as well. So well, here turned, we have Roddy turned, Mc. They turned the fucking lights off, and no one could see the hands. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But we had, right now, we had Roddy McLeod, Margaret Dunn, Willie McCallum, Stuart Little, uh, Callum Beaumont. Uh, I can't tell who that guy is. Alistair Dunn and Jack Lee. Eight arguably greatest pipers living today playing this P-Rock. It was called McMurchie Saluter. I, I, I don't remember the name, but it was fucking, in the room, it was fucking phenomenal. Like, Good acoustics in that room, too. I mean, the, well, the room is phenomenal for sure. If you're in the room at the time, it's phenomenal. But, like, which is hilarious. They do shit. they do all the contests in the uh, in the shit air wall ballrooms. <laughs> they do do that. That's true. And then and then they hold the concert in the beautiful auditorium. The most amazing auditorium ever. Yeah. Where, uh, did we have, did we talk about on the show last time how <laughs> we were like slamming Guinness in the fucking. Dude, we were in the corner, right? And we're slamming Guinness, <laughs> whiskey, we had flasks. Like, and, like, there's no liquor allowed in the church. No, Like, they're no, no, very no. clear about this. And Doogie, Doogie came upon us. And was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> well, no, he's like, dude, do not get caught. Because, like, this is, like, this is important to me. Not you. You and your fuck. Whatever. What do you care? But I just, he's like, do not fucking get caught. <laughs> I was like, uh, what, are you, what are you dealing with, amateurs? This year, I didn't have that problem. <laughs> Well, it's just me and him up in the booth. That's know? actually a brilliant segue because we're, uh, we're talking about Winter Storm 2020 with the man, the myth, the legend, yeah. Mr. Andy Fuko. So I wanted to introduce that. Yeah. So Winter Storm was awesome. Absolutely awesome. As it always is. Well, I mean, I assume it always is. I don't know. 
so what kind of story should we get into? What do you want to know? Well, we're an hour 20 minutes into recording, so... Uh, so much it, for the short episode. It's your edit. <laughs> so what do you want to know about it? Winter Storm? Quick. It was great. All right, we're out of here. Good luck. Good luck, everybody. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night, Gracie. So, Sco, you, you went to Winter Storm this time uh, for business. I did. The, last year was pleasure. This year was business. So I'm, in, I'm interested to know the difference. I worked more. <laughs> Literally, dude, from I got there Wednesday. So so walk afternoon. us through. Walk us yeah, walk us through the timeline. Okay. So I got there Wednesday afternoon and I was there till Sunday about noon or so. And last year when you and I went as just a pleasure, like mostly just for the experience. For the session. We got there th- did we go Thursday or was it Friday? Yeah, we were we, Thursday, we were there like late Thursday. We got there we got there on Friday. Oh we did. Okay. Yeah. So Friday to Sunday. But we were we were going for the sesh. No, we were there for the sesh. So so the difference was like I went got there on Wednesday. Carl and I we were the only ones there. We had to set up live stream. I had to do a bunch of like setting up cameras and making sure learning how the system worked. All the stuff, stuff I usually do for you. Usually you do it for me. Now I actually had to learn something. So Isn't that Car- exhausting? <laughs> no, it's, it, was, it wasn't so bad. Whatever. You know, it's just fucking cameras and making sure it's on. You know, point, Don't point f- it. That way. Don't fuck the cameras. <laughs> Dude, I Scott, fuck everything. You know don't, me. Don't, yeah, I know you do, <laughs> but don't fuck the cameras. I'm fucking the camera right now with my eyes. So uh, so you show up and you're, so and I show you're up Wednesday. streaming. And actually, it was an interesting... Here, here's how I could tell which one you were monitoring, because you, you would zoom in on the judge, mm-hmm. or, or the person who was announcing. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it was like a office like whip zoom. Correct. So I was learning how to use their it system. It was an office. It was a the office whip zoom, not like a no preset. It was, it was totally intentional. So the the cameras they use are super cool, and I really want to get one for the bands for our future. So about the Mevo, the Mevo, super cool, man. The way it works, but I don't have an iPhone, and it doesn't. There's work. already a better one. Is there a better? Yeah, you, you let me know. But what was cool about it was. So the camera's facing this. It's got like that crazy fisheye zoom. It's, a, it's like a 160 degree radius. It's crazy, yeah. crazy wide. But you can like use the app to zoom in on whatever what you want to crop. So it doesn't actually have to like move. It just focuses in. So like all that crazy shit you saw was me. Because like, I'm like bored. I'm sitting there for oh, fucking I, like, 12 hours. I Like when I was watching, watching this it, goddamn thing. Like I, I was at work on Friday. I'm watching it and I saw you like whip pan. And oh my like, God. I'm like, uh, that's, that's Fosco. Fosco's working the camera right now. Because <laughs> when it was really boring, it was everybody else other I than me. I guarantee that's Fosco. <laughs> like Andrew and Carl were like, no, 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 don't do anything. Don't do anything. Just leave it. Just leave it. Just leave it. I'm like, when they would walk away, I'm like, Fucking like doing like it's not goddamn like, shit. It's not like you don't have any experience. We used to shoot. Yeah, but shorts. they don't know that. We they shot. Don't know that. We shot shorts all the time. We do it all the time. They don't hey. know that. They're like keep it simple. They're you know you know basic. you know basic camera movements. I do, but nobody trusts me because they're all, they think I'm an idiot. I am. I am an idiot, but they don't well, trust me. I mean, as long as you confirm that you hit record. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's double. Yeah, you know, I made that mistake. Let me tell. I'll I could tell you a story about Winter Storm when mistaken to hit. Record. The one. The, the only thing I ever worry about <laughs> is like, did you hit record? Okay, oh, was I, it in focus? I, I fucked that up. So anyway, um, for example, here's a great example. Richard, uh, fuck, I'm gonna, who's the guy from California? Richard, the guy with the mutton chops. God, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank right now. Anyway, 
I was talking to him at Winter Storm. He's like, I'm playing the pro solos. He's playing in the professional solos. Yeah. Like, Dude, just zero in on my mutton chops. Forget everything else. I'm going to play <laughs> shit, but whatever. So yes. what did, did I you do? do it? I absolutely did. But I was like. This is why this is why I will never get hired at I'm, the Piper. I'm like place. looking over my shoulder. I'm like, Carl's not looking. I'm going to zoom in on fucking his mutton chops as close as I could get. You need the you need the graphics like flashing chop cam. Chop cam. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, like if Andrew ever hears this, he's gonna be, he's probably gonna be upset. But like, you know what is Richard's last name? Why can't I think of Richard's McGrath. Last name? No, Richard is uh, McGrath is the guy that don't, I'm not gonna don't, say. I'm not gonna say. Don't finish that sentence. <laughs> do not do not Mutton Chop. Richard Red Mutton Chop. Holy shit, I literally just heard your thoughts. Do not finish that sentence. <laughs> you heard what I was going to go. So, anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, anyway, I zoomed in on his chops, and I was like, dude, oh. you, might not have, you might not have got through the finals, but at least you guys zoomed in on That's your chops. That's alarming. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. So, anyway, uh, it was a good time, man. Um, so, I want, uh, I want to give But a- it was a way more work than I ever expected. So, Carl and I were working like 12-hour days every day until... No, every, almost every day. That must have been hard to be it, like any other human being that works. 12-hour days? You're working eight hours if you're lucky. Dude, yeah, I work eight hours when I'm lucky. I work 10 this when is, I'm not lucky, and then I work two more for the fucking Highland Games. This is how, I knew, this is how I knew it was like, oh, all right, we're going crazy. So Carl's like, he had to leave on Friday night. He had to go back to wherever he was coming from Friday night. So it was me and Andrew for <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. Where right? does Carl go when he disappears? France, I think. I don't know. So Andrew and I were in charge of Saturday, right? So like Carl told me everything I had to do. He's like, all right, so you got to set up the camera way up high for the winter steam, the party afterwards, right? So I'm like, I got a ladder. I got fucking cords. I'm like climbing a ladder with cords and shit, right? And Andrew's like, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He's like, why are we doing this? I'm like, I don't know. Carl told me to do this, so I got to do this. I don't know. So I'm climbing ladders. I got a camera up on this fucking ledge, right? And he's like, <laughs> so funny. He's like, why? He's like, when do we get to enjoy ourselves? I'm like, dude, we got hired now. to fucking stream this yeah. shit. Like, I got to set it up. Once I set it up, we're done. Right? This is the last thing I got to do. So, like, literally, I'm, like, climbing onto the ceiling trying to set this thing up, right? Oh. Who put you on a ladder, man? You have a very low center of gravity. Well, I'm sober. I'm fine. But it, I was pretty sober at this point. But I, but the funny thing that made the thing that made me laugh is like Andrew's like he was so done he was like, why don't when do we get to enjoy ourselves? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I'm just doing what I'm told. See, <laughs> if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. This is here's <laughs> here's a point I'd like to make. What's that? Because uh, this is Doogie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Doogie's talking about how when do we get to enjoy ourselves? When do we get to have fun? Right. Because we're working so much. Oh, we worked our asses off, dude. It was crazy. Everybody needs to adopt the Chanarant mindset. Which is what? Which is, yeah, we're working our ass off and we're having fun. Always. This sucks. I love it. Well, yeah, that's true. That definitely happened. Don't get me wrong. Carl and I had a great time. Like we're, we're Carl always, and I worked our asses off and we had a great time. Yeah, we're always working, but we're always having fun. That's mandatory. Fun is mandatory, guys. If you're not having fun, then don't fucking do it. Right. Well, <laughs> we had fun. Carl and I had a great time. And I actually, it was actually pretty cool because I'm about to spend a week on a cruise with Carl in the same room. 
And it was like, oh my God, okay, I can get along with this guy. Him and I get along pretty well. Carl's cool. the nicest fucking human being. Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> but I was like, okay, he's, I can, he's I can make this He's the nicest person in the history of time. And you may think you're not the nicest person in the history of time, but I guarantee I am not the nicest person well, in the history Well, you're like time. slightly less nice than me. <laughs> Carl and I are going to gamble a lot at the casino in the middle of fucking hey, the Bahamas. You guys are going to have so much fun. So it's going to be great. But okay, let's let's give a quick pause just in case. Hold on, we have to I got one more thing. I got for fuck's do. sake, Fusco. It's gonna be a two-hour episode. Hold on, we got one more thing we got to do. Um, where did it go? Hold on. I mean, it's your edit, so. <laughs> Isn't. <laughs> uh, why did it disappear? How did I lose a fucking edit, man? It's weird. All right, so are we actually, do we have a topic? Okay, so here, I want you to hear this. This is important to me. This is what I would consider the try of the week, maybe the win of the week. <laughs> you are all over the place. I, I honestly don't know. I'm so drunk. I don't know. We're, we're almost two hours in. And <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, turn it down. I'm going to turn it down. Bro, you brought one flask. How the fuck were you hammered? I don't know. <sighs> All right. This is important. This is important. You ready for this? We can end it here. We don't have to actually get into a topic. So, this is what I would call the. I think just for me, this is win of the week. You decide. Okay. This is Steve Foley's son who wrote a tune. Doesn't have a name. Who the fuck is Steve Foley? Steve Foley, the bass drummer from the L.A. Scots. You know who fucking Steve Foley is. The guy that, play, that tells the jokes. Are you kidding me right now? The Gan joke you got from Steve motherfucking Foley. Gan, fuck yourself. All right, you're fucking with me. All right, it's cool <laughs> enough. <laughs> so this is Steve Foley's son who wrote a tune. It doesn't have a name yet. I think you should call it Chanarant 3.0. We haven't decided. <clears throat> I think this is a cool ass tune. He Steve Foley played this for Stuart Little and some other guy in the hospitality suite at Winter Storm. You ready for this? We're off the rails. Let's go for it. For if we're gonna be bears, we're gonna be good. For it.
What do you think? I wish someone tunes his drones. Yeah, that one that one been good. <laughs> a little bit of drone tuning. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey. It's she's like a third new Still a kid. still a pretty awesome tune. What do you think of the like melody though? Oh, just just weird enough to be cool. So, Steve uh, Steve was playing this in a room, uh, the hospitality suite, and it was Stuart Little Hos- hospitality. Hosp- I'm very drunk. Hospitality? hospitality suite. Wait, try that again. Me, hospitality. Hospitality. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Stuart Little and there was a bunch of people in the room. A few people, like very significant bunch of fucking people. nobodies. No significant people. And I, <laughs> how significant? I remember, like, I was what's, like, "What's our net I worth?" I thought, like, in my opinion, this was a cool tune. I was like, da 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 bum ba da. That was a cool riff. Da 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 dum ba da. Da da dum bum ba da. That was a cool riff. Like the rest of it, like whatever. But interesting question. So Stuart's I, like, he's he's. Can playing, I he's can like, I postulate a question? Yeah, absolutely. Of the uh, incredibly important people in the room, do any of them make more than a TSA agent here in Las Vegas? I would be willing to bet Stuart does. I would be willing to bet most of them do. Like, I I know you like to shit on fucking professional pipers, but these guys probably make a pretty good living traveling the world in Japan or wherever the fuck they go. Stuart Little, live at Budokan. I don't know where he, they go, but I bet you he makes pretty good money. Okay, I know this hasn't happened, but when I was a kid... I got to pee. Okay, that's fine. I'll just I'll just describe this to the audience, I guess. <laughs> but sit sit the fuck down. Listen to this. You're gonna like this. I'm listening. You don't have to pee I'm, this. I'm you, don't, you don't have to pee this hard. When I was a kid, uh, my favorite DVD ever in the history of time was Ozzy Osbourne Live at Budokan. <laughs> I the remember most, that one. That was the most amazing performance I'd ever seen. Rush Live at Budokan. Where's Budokan? I don't even know where that is. It's in Japan. Oh, okay, fair enough. Can we can we get Inverary Live at Budokan? <laughs> That would be phenomenal. Because that would blow my fucking mind. Live at Budokan. I think we can. Because why not? Inverary. Live at Budokan. Zach Wilde on guitar. Robert Trujillo on bass. Uh, Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden on drums. Boom. All of a sudden, the Inverary medley, it, it, just, it just reaches new levels. Yeah. I think I think that that's what we should uh, be supporting, and you can support Inverary Live at Budokan by going to www.google.com/slash/inverarylive-at-budokan and uh, waiting for someone else to do the work for you, just like Fusco always waits for me to do the work for him. Anyway, we're getting to the end of this episode, I think, unless Fusco uh, can unload his bladder, and also deliver some quality clips. Fusco, you got quality clips? You got clips? Answer. Say yes or no. What? Do you have clips? Of what? Of Winter Storm. Yes. Interviews? Yes. Why the fuck did you wait this long? Why did you wait this long? I told you I had clips. This is a 14-hour fucking episode, dumbass. <laughs> All right, so insert here. Interview with uh, Alistair Dunn and um, Derek Cooper. 
How many interviews do you have? You want you want to do a reintro? How many interviews do you have? I have two. I have a bunch, but these are the only two that are worth anything. Because who cares? Are they cute? They are. Well, n- not the second, but they will be for the audio audience. Well, how how can I comment if I can't hear it? You're not gonna comment. We're All just, right, we're we're gonna do a fake in- insert. Okay, so so read me in, uh, so I can stop this. You're gonna do like. All right, Fusco was at Winter Storm, and he has an interview with Alistair Dunn. Here we go. Fusco was at Winter Storm, and uh, here's... At where? Fusco's at uh, Victor's Storm, and here's an interview <laughs> with uh, Alistair Crowley. Go. <laughs> Come on, give me a real one. <laughs> Fusco's at Winter Storm, and here's an interview with uh, Alistair Dunn. The right name. That was it. So we're here uh, in Winterstorm. We have Callum Beaumont and Alistair Dunn here tonight. Uh, Alistair, how are you feeling tonight? Sorry? How are you feeling tonight? A little bit cold. Cold? Yeah. Would you like me to grab your balls for you? Probably, I mean, would that help? Probably not. <laughs> I, I really need to pee. Well, I was thinking the same thing, but he grabbed me. So... In the balls. Oh yeah, absolutely. Look at this Price. guy. Callum Foreman grabbed you in the balls. Oh yeah. Oh, he did. He did uh, two months ago. He was in Vegas with me two months ago. He grabbed okay. my balls. I, I'm not gonna go hashtag Me Too movement with this. Okay. Are you familiar? With that? But I do feel a little bit upset about it. But you know, what are you gonna do? So, uh, can I ask you a couple questions about your decisions in life? Yes. What is the uh, best decisions you ever made in life, other than leaving Field Marshal? Go ahead. Uh, going for a pee right now? Uh, no, no, no. We got you. Got to give us like three minutes, and then you can go for a pee. Uh, how big is your penis? Uh, eight inches. <laughs> Margaret did not tell me that. She would contradict that statement. She said like six. Okay, that's an, I was cold that night. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh fuck. Oh. We got whiskey delivered here. Hold on. Do you, do you drink whiskey? I do, but not tonight. No. I've been nice. Wakes up tomorrow. So hold on. What you're telling me is you suddenly grown a vagina. Is that what you're telling me? Nothing I'm aware of, but but, but the jeans are tight. So the eight, the, eight, the eight inches have disappeared quick. Yeah. <laughs> so when I go, if I go in. Is there any chance as hell that I could interview Margaret at some point? Is she really proper? Is she is she got a good sense of humor? Yeah, she's like tenth in line to the British throne. So like <laughs> Megan and Harry Wright, we're in. So. Oh my god. So you're telling me you're the future prince of Sussex or some shit? Yes. Okay, brilliant. So um, you were a judge this weekend, yes? I was, yeah. Why do they keep bringing you out? If you retired from field marshal, what's the attraction to bringing you here from this point forward? Because I'm incredibly handsome. I, I, I won't disagree with that. He's a very sexy man. He's got this perfect, like, faux hawk going on. Yeah. Blonde faux hawk. Uh, and I was at the gym as well, so... How the hell are you working out? It's yours. Hold, 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 hold this. Hold this. Hold on, so I'm going to feel Alistair's breasts right now. He's, he, he's got... Do you do push-ups? 
Yes, I can do 50 press-ups. <laughs> I just want to say right now, I am touching Alistair's, Alistair Dunn's nipples. And it feels nice. <laughs> what are you doing later? What's that? <laughs> well, I'm... I'm already contractually obligated to uh, this guy. He's nice nipples, yeah. Yeah, no, he's got a beautiful penis. Really? That's what I heard. I haven't seen it yet. I hope to. You could be be your night. Let's find out. Um, Callum, how big is your penis? Nine inches. Not your blowpipe. Your penis. Uh, (laughs) Four inches. Oh, well. You you do come from Scotland. They are a little... They grow a little there. Yeah, yeah. It shrinks fast. So, all right, I got to ask you two guys something. You're both very successful in your fields. You, well, you're, you're very successful at retiring early, which is an amazing thing. Well, I uh, try my best in everything I do, so. Obviously. So, how old are you? Uh, 40 this year. Are you really? Yeah. You don't look a day over 39. I don't think so. <laughs> Why did you retire from field marshal? Because I had enough of all this shite. It, it is a pain in the ass, right? Being yeah, in a pipe. Yeah. So, it, is it just you just want to run your business and go on with your life? Is that what it is? Well, I thought, you know, I was at the point where I was going to ruin FM, so I thought I better leave. So, I thought it would be better to try and ruin the business. <laughs> oh, my God. That is a great that is a great point. So, why do you think... How old are you, Callum? Uh, 31. At what point is he going to ruin his life, do you think? 32. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say hi to your wife for me? Hi, wife. Or your future wife, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, hi, future wife. Yeah, what's her name, by the way? Margarita. 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 He's traveled to Mexico. I don't know if you know this, but he he married some strip, uh, like some stripper in Mexico or something. Yeah, I don't know. Margarita, yeah. <laughs> I know her well. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, that's why it's itchy. By the way, I really got to pee. Oh, so. no. Hey, it was great to meet you and talk to you. Thank you for the great words of encouragement, I guess. I don't know. You're doing a great job. Do you think uh, Richard Parks would talk to us tonight? Uh, he'll speak to you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Of course he will. I'm almost drunk enough to say stupid shit to Richard Parks. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely, just do it. The next one is... Uh, the gold medal winner, Derek Cooper. Okay. Holy shit. Wasn't that amazing interview with Alistair Who Gets a Fuck? And the next one is uh, with gold medal winner. Gold. Gold what? <laughs> gold. Golder. Golder. <laughs> dinner. Dinner. Uh, okay. Uh, quick pause. Keep all this. Edit nothing out. No. Hell yeah. So that was a great interview with uh, Mr. Crowley. And, uh, <laughs> Mr. Crowley. Bow, now, now. Um, and next up we have a uh, gold medal, gold medal, gold what? <laughs> gold. <laughs> we have gold medal winner, uh, fuck face done. Derek Cooper. Oh, Derek Cooper. Jesus, you're terrible at this. I got to write this shit down for you. Well, you could have in the show notes. That would have been nice. Here's a big chain ranch shout out to uh, the gold medal. <laughs> speech impediment, I swear <laughs> to God. You can't say metal. 
Medal. 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 Wait, I need some medal for me to do medal. Metal. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got this. We are hammered. Not about you, but I'm hammered. (laughs) I know. God damn it, boy. We were going to have an easy show. Here's a shout out to the gold metal winners Alistair Cooper and Fuckface Derek Lee. Cooper. Derek Cooper and Alistair Lee. Good job being metal. Metal. How you doing, me? How you doing, me? Listen. I just want to talk to the most accomplished snare drummers that I know. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> you just won the gold medal, motherfucker. Yeah, but you're talking about Gordon Brown. I, I, Gordon Brown I, I, is I, I, actually I, I, amazing. Sorry, and I will add, he won the gold medal on a, an absolute polished performance. Did you, you, do you agree? He was the hands-down winner. Yeah, yeah. I agree, but I love this motherfucker. Mostly because he's an Eagles fan, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that is true. We do. We do. We share do that share that love. With sh- love for the Eagles. But Derek, how how many times you won a gold medal? Five. A- at Kansas City. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. That's man. impressive. So. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. Are you gonna come back? <laughs> I don't think you're allowed, dude. No, I'm too. Old you're you're too fucking no, good. Come on, come on, it'll be fun. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, Keegan was amazing. I'll tell you what, I've been very, very lucky to have two solid pipers between Eric Roulette and, and Keegan Sheehan, and the both of them, it makes my job easier. Does they, it? It does, because you know what? I, I show up, I never worry about them. Right. They are, they are as important as me playing, and that's the way I look at the. I look. That's the way I look at the contest, and uh, they're they're both animals, and they're phenomenal <laughs> players, man. Well, they're definitely animals. <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs> but, like, as a drummer, how important is it to have a very solid piper to play with you? It's like, as important as everything I'm doing because. When a pipe, when you have a great piper, you don't think, right? You, you don't play. think about, you don't think about. Oh, I need a hold here. I need to cut here. A great piper will be like, "What are you doing there?" Right, and that's it. Right. Like I played the qualifier yesterday, and it was it was a bit clippy. He and I spoke, and we we ironed it out, and then the final was just. Well, this is something that I find interesting. Is I watched it's, all of this. You know, it's really important because we, we're an instrument, and it's important. We create, we help to create the music, and yeah. that's and having a good relationship with a piper. That's what it's all about. You, you, you need to create music because that's what it's all about. It's nothing other than music. And that's all. Where this guy had done excellent yesterday. Well. Well, he's laughing. I don't know what he's laughing about he's over laughing. here. He's laughing at Jim Sim behind you. somebody going up. There's a lot of inappropriate gestures being made here. 
But so where was he going? Where was he going with this? What did you say right before he interjected? We're talking about kind of like creating music. Oh because right. We, yeah. we, we are we are an accompaniment instrument. Right. And pipes have got a certain like, volume that they play in. So the only thing we can do is create music by alarm accents and stuff like that. And this guy did this yesterday. It was, it was an absolute like flawless performance. So let me ask you this though. Last year you came in second to Eric O'Neill, right? No. Third. I was fifth. Were you fucking fifth? Yeah. Fuck's sake, man. Fucking fifth. That's bullshit. I've been at the bottom of the last <laughs> few years. I'm not gonna Dude, lie. You crushed it this year. I was listening. I was well, I streamed that shit. That was awesome. So do, do, do you wanna like talk shit about anybody? You wanna no. fucking no? But see, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're fourth. If you take up the chin and you go back, and you know what back, the last two yeah. years did? What made no. me hungrier? Yeah. Did it really? Yeah. It was no holds barred. I came into this contest this year, no holds barred. I've played really well at the solos the last two years. I've played really well here. It didn't matter. I look at it every contest as a new contest. Mm-hmm. The past doesn't matter. Because anybody can play a blinder. And anybody, and like, that, that final yesterday was phenomenal. It was fucking amazing. Well, uh, there are that, 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 fucking that, that amazing. Final, the standard not final yesterday was I, I, I would argue that that final yesterday could have been art, but better than the, the previous year's final. Oh, I would, agree. I would agree. And the quality of play is what drives me, right? I know all those guys, I love them to death good relationship with all of them and we just want to have music you know it's good music that's that's what makes a good snare drummer it's good music and but by the way sorry to interrupt that's the key word it's all about the music that, and it should always be about the music that's my philosophy that's the way I was raised I've had two great instructors that have instilled that in me it's all about the music I have a very difficult question though for both of you how would you I def- can't ter- determine your sexuality. No, no, no. <laughs> you can drink. No, that's not what it is. That's close. That's but a pretty difficult question, buddy. I can't help How it. do you define what's really musical, though? Like, well, you guys a, come. You're from Inveray. You're from Bog Hall. It's the same school of thought. No, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're Bog Hall, FM, Sasquatch, I'm sorry, Plasma Police, Bog Hall. When you listen to someone playing. It's a feeling you get. You, the, the problem is you can't actually describe it. You can't put. You can't put that down on a sheet. Isn't that, that dip, isn't that what makes what, it difficult though? No, because music is a thing that inspires you, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And it's the thing that sparks the interest in you. So if you're listening, like it doesn't matter if you're talking about a grade four snare drummer or a professional snare drummer. The person that when you're listening to them play, and this is the perspective as a snare drummer. When you hear them play and you're thinking, that's quite good, it's, it's hitting all the marks, okay. Well, then they're adding, like uh, the bagpipe is a great instrument, but it's monotone. There's no volume, right? Yeah. So when you, when you can provide drama and dynamic to the instrument, that's what creates music, because that's what music is, right? Yeah, drama. That's absolutely. our job. And this is one of the best guys to ever do that. Oh, when it absolutely. Comes to, to create music that way. So, honestly, yesterday there was, like, there was no, well, G-first. And it's, 
had his day yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I mean, the performance was flawless. Was, and I, I, I can cur- I can cur- <laughs> I was there. He was phenomenal. <laughs> I can cur- <laughs> It's all about the music, and it's people talking about journeys and music and stuff like that. Okay. So. I, I'm curious though. What? Give us some insight to like you as a judge judging him. What stood out to you as his musicality? Oh, it was flawless. And how so? Well, well, we talk about like we're a staccato instrument, so the thing is, we we help to create ensemble, help to create music by light and shade. Sure. What is light? Yeah, but people don't understand what that means. What does light and shade mean? Light and shade is, is basically going through the performance. Known the pipe tune, known when you should be playing light, when you should be playing louder, when you should be really hanging out an accent, when, when you should be quiet. And that, that's, it's, it's all about weights. And that's basically what, what it's all about. It's, it's, known, it's known every, it's probably more to do with known the pipe tune. I mean, right. I, I, I imagine Derek could probably whistle or hum the tunes that he played yesterday. Because if you don't know the tune. From start to finish. Yeah. That's if, a if really you, important if, point. Absolutely. If you don't know the tune. If, if you can't whistle the tune, I, I'm not talking about all the intricacies with the, the, all the greystones and stuff like that. But if you if you can't like whistle the tune or hum the tune, well, you, you're, you're struggling. You, you need to know the tune inside out. Sure. I mean, anybody that's wanting to do solos, the first thing they should learn is the melody of the tune. Right. I make my students sing their their, their tunes. Uh, yeah, I, 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 and I and I personally struggle. It doesn't matter the score. I personally struggle to to get the score right until I knew yeah. it because yeah. it's it's like a blueprint, right? And it's that's like the foundation. Once you know the melody, that that's what gives you the creative license as yeah, a, yeah. A, the creative authority, I should say, as a snare drummer to to because we all have a different take on what it could be, but. You have to know what the melody is first before yeah. we can we can decide which way we want to go. Right. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, what goes into deciding your your final score for like the finals tonight? Like, obviously you prepared, right, for this thing. Well, a lot of things. Um, like. Okay, so a few of the scores, like I played a Duthert score. I pretty much played it as Alec has played it. Like, I'm not going to mess with that. Sure. Is that because, like, was there a strategy in that? Was it like, all right, the judges are going to like this? Or was it just I, I like... I could understand your thought as a paper. I mean, I, I, I don't know. This, but I don't know. there was really no thought really? because that's what it is. And I'm just going to play it. Okay. Those are schools. You don't have to overthink them. You know, scores like Donald Cameron, Cameron and Rat Pretty Marion, when those scores were written way back, what, the early 70s? Easy. And they're probably, to this day, they're not dated. No. They're not dated, and it's like, they're probably some of the most musical scores you will ever find. And you could probably add another, what, uh, Clan McRae, Bogan yeah, Logan. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's probably another five or six scores, Maggie Cameron's another yeah. one, that you can add to that list, and it's 
And that, that, that is unbelievable. I don't know what age uh, Derek is, but I know what age I am. And I learned, He's like 30 ish. My dad taught me Donald Cameron, but I wasn't even a teenager. Right. And I learned early that that is absolute pure music. And that was a score that was done in 1970. That is. More importantly, when did your father uh, teach you English? Because we're having a real hard oh, oh, time. Oh, oh you're going back to Flagstaff. <laughs> Gordon needs it. Gordon needs an interpreter. <laughs> I understand your fine. Fly me out. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. But honestly, it's like there's the certain scores, and it doesn't matter what it's all. Like, I thought Jungle Patrick, Reed Maxwell, Tom Brown, Tom Brown, Eric Ward. There, there's certain scores that, they, that we've all done. They stand the test of time, and, and you, you could play them at any solo competition. And that's, that's and and, and they'd be come, come back to like right. Derek's performance. Like yesterday, it was like, all right, you played like Duffer score for the nineteen seventies, but he made it work, and he made it musical. How do you make that decision though? Like you, look, you were like ready to go in the gold medal. Like, wh- how do you decide what score you're going to play? There's a lot of that. Right? There's strategy. Alec Duffer said it best a long time ago. There's two things you can play: a tap or a buzz. <laughs> that's true. You told me that many times. That's the God's honest truth because that's all I've, that's all we can do. You can play a tap or a buzz, and everything comes from a tap or a buzz. Right. Now, when it comes to scores, some of it's strategic, and some of it is, you know what? I, I, and I could, I would probably say Gordy could say the same here. If I don't like the you tune, you call me Gordy. Gordy, he talks. <laughs> listen, Gordy. listen, your song is cool. It's I get go down with that. Hey, um, no. If I don't enjoy the tune myself, I'm never going to make that tune sound good. Yeah, you're right enough. It's like, but when, when I used to play solos, I would start off with a list of about five or six marches, and you would go through these, and you, you, you knew when you played with a piper, you were like that, oh, that was good, or it was like, oh, I'll give that one a miss. There's a feeling within yourself, and you can't explain what it is, that there's certain tunes that fit to you, fit to the piper, whatever. And it, that, that's, it's just, you, you need, like, what you whittle it down to, to get your two marches, your two suspects to do. And, like I say, like, we're talking about Alec Duffer, and classic material, and it's, it's, it's stood the, you know, over the decades, it's, it's still classic material. Well, would you like to say anything about, like, how everybody else sucks and you're amazing? No. <laughs> no, because I don't think I don't think that anybody sucks. You know what? No, I'm just, I'm just fucking. With I uh, I spend a lot of time listening to all the guys that I play against, mm-hmm. and I admire everything that they do because they're all like the the final yesterday. They're all phenomenal musicians. Mm-hmm. The final, yeah. the final yesterday was unbelievable. I, I thought oh, it was a great standard. Oh, it was oh, amazing. And, and from the first guy he played, it was oh, all the way through it. And, and, and you can say the same for the, the final at the World Solos. The last few years, the envelope continues to get pushed. And I'm quite honored to be you know, selected amongst those guys that continue to get to be a part of that group that keeps to push it. And... You know, I I look back and I watch, and I listen to all those 
those performances or I watch them on YouTube or whatever. And I, uh, you know, everybody has that thing that they do great. Unless you're Steven who just does everything great. Steven the machine. Steven Let me ask you this. I want you to tell me about Gordon. I'm, I'm, and you're gonna. This is coming up for you next. So, tell me what the what you admire most about Gordon right now. And you're gonna. And this is coming next. I, I mean, I've got three things that I've always admired about Gordon and the Bog Hall Core. Okay? okay. What's that? Number one is the musicality. Fucking. Hell. From the moment that this man took over that core, the musicality has been in every score, and you can hear it. You don't have to know the tune, mm-hmm. but you can pretty much pick up the tune. Just by hearing the core play. Absolutely. That's okay. It's, it's what number it's all about. number two uh, is number two. And the word ensemble. That's what matters to this man because yeah. it's all about it's all about ensemble, right? All right. And the the rope quality has always been like phenomenal. Like you listen, one of my favorite recordings of all time. Now this could be controversial, Uh-oh. but one of my favorite. It's the 94 Bog Hall medley. Dr. Gaelic oh, ends on the Masons. Right. That was a great medley. Oh, that, that's going to be back in the day. Aye. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, that medley could be played yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, front to back. The way that that was played then. And it would stand up. And as I've grown older, I've spent more time listening back to older recordings and, and just looking back at a lot of composers and stuff. And... It's sometimes it could be simple. Sometimes it's super, you know, like it's so clever, mm-hmm. but it catches you like that and you can't forget it. Right. Yeah. And that's what I admire about this man right here. Like, I, and I'll listen there. I, I admire everybody. Like there's a lot. I, I can, I could sit down and take something from everybody mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the, the you know, the big guys and I consider this this man right here one of the legends he absolutely 100 percent is absolutely and nice. I do and I, I'm lucky enough to be able to stand here in a room where people are getting pitched and just mm-hmm. have a conversation with him like that's surreal to me and he picked you for the best absolutely I mean I assume oh. did you pick him for the best they've kind of changed the format it was like <laughs> pick three winners right the easiest way for us to do that as, as adjudicators of three years is to actually rank everybody. Right. So it was like, so when we sat doing like, okay, we'll pick a call. The easiest way is to say, well, who'd you have first? Who'd you have second? Who'd you have third? Who'd you have fourth? Blah, blah, blah. And oh, no, was, there, was, there was no doubt about, about who was first. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. amazing. That's really good. <laughs> so tell me what you admire about his playing. Derek's playing yesterday was... Probably the first thing to say it was flawless, but more importantly, it was all about the music. Oh, it was. It was. It, it's, it's a really strange format because these guys have got to play a traditional march or spear and then they've got to suddenly break into a hornpipe and jig. Personally, I would probably go for more of a play your march or spear and give these guys a couple of seconds, an intro, and in back into hornpipe and jig. Because, because for the difficult point of view, it's, it's, it's tune choice. So you could, where did you play? So you played. I played uh, Tom McAllister, Bogan Locken, 
John McKechnie. Right, great. John McKechnie, right. So John McKechnie's a traditional reel. It's one of these reels you don't play too fast. No. So your problem is, when you break onto a hornpipe after that, it's like, hornpipes are traditionally played, like, pretty sprightly. Right. So, from Derek's point of view, and, and the rest of the guys yesterday, it's, it's, it's maybe one of these things that you maybe have to look at. A wee, a wee stop, it's only going to be another, like, five, ten seconds, whatever. Let these guys have a wee roll and back into the hornpipes because it's different tempo that's involved. Sure. But honestly, this guy was unbelievable yesterday. It was musical. It was. Yeah. How hard I'm is sorry, your I cock keep... right now? I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, he just said you're, you're the most musical. Well, would you see the end of the day? Sorry, 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 Jack. <laughs> see the end of the day? It's about the music. It doesn't matter whether you're a piper, drummer, Absolutely. tenor drummer, or whatever. It's about the music because that's what it's all about. It's ensemble. It's creating music. It's, it's, it's creating music and creating feelings about the music. Yeah. I, w- I would say that I'm honored. I, re- I truly am honored to have the guys give me the nod yesterday. And sure. And the, the common theme was just what Gordon said there that streaming musical. But I think that's the greatest compliment any snare drummer could truly get is that you were, that you were musical. Yeah. Uh, you're taking two very difficult instruments to, to make work together, and the great ones make it look easy, right? Sure. And, and it's all about how well you play together and what you create out of that. And sure. that's that's what I've always admired out of the great ones. And uh, I'm 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 truly grateful and honored that these guys felt that way because. It's so hard to overthink every little thing. Yeah. And sometimes the best the best thing you can do is just leave it. Yeah, just play it, play it, go, go on and enjoy it. Look, look, well, look, these guys are a level, like technique wise, technique wise, there's no issues with any of these guys who sure. were in the final or even the qualifying yesterday. The technique's there. They could, you could, it wouldn't matter what you put, put down in front of these guys, they, they will play it. But the difference is, is working out the weights and how you, how you, how you present sure. stuff. And that's what's music. It's, it's, again, keep on coming back to this. It's all about the music. Yeah. So here's another thing that interests me is that you're, how would I call him? Steven is your, what is he? Okay. Your mentor, I guess. And he was a judge. So how, how much do you have to kick ass? Because most judges are like, listen, I, I'm your, pro, I'm your teacher, whatever. You've got to so clearly sorry, win. Sorry, can I? you got to so clearly sorry, sorry. win. Can I answer that? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to know. If I was judging any of my guys, and it's wrong, but I would probably be more critical. That's what, that's what I mean. Well, He's got to be way more critical, right? It's like, you know how I certain If it was one of Stephen's scores, yeah. Stephen knows how that score should be played. Right. It's probably more difficult for Derek because it's... Uh, yeah, your leading drummer, your mentor, whatever you want to call it. It's I would assume it's more difficult. I, I'm going to be quite honest because I wouldn't like to play in front of my dad. Absolutely. I would probably say my dad would be brutal. Oh, absolutely. What do you think about that? Uh, so... Steven's a lot of things to me, but most importantly, he's my best friend. So, but I know the expectation and I know 
what Steven would want out of a competitor. So that that pushes me harder. But I also know, as Gordon has, has said there, he's going to judge me twice as hard as the yeah. other players because he knows me so well, right? Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, you can you can you can get in your own head if you worry about that stuff right so i i speak to steven quite a lot but steven's result has nothing to do with him knowing me like he would tell you if you're shite and he would tell you if you're great go, go ahead go ahead go i'll, I'll finish up with him and you're good to go right. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you. Six six or six. yeah we're going up we're going up <laughs> right so but that's the thing that's important is to know is that your your instructor, the guy that's most influential in your life, has got to judge you hard. Well, like most. I would say, I would say it's very important to note that while he Stephen is very influential and has been very influential, and I admire the things that he's done. At the same time, I wouldn't be here for with it was. Reed Maxwell, because that's the man that that is that is officially sure. the man that started me. I mean, I had a I had a previous tutor. My uncle started me from scratch, but the man that took me from nothing to something mm -hmm. was Reed Maxwell, and it's the guy that I continue to look at on how he changes the game. Sure, and and I respect that, and I, and I, there are people that overlook Reed at times, and then do they, they really? Yeah, they do. They overlook them because they think, you know, oh, his stuff's too simple or, or this and that. And, and I would argue that his stuff is so clever that it fits too well sometimes. And, you know, one of the comments Reed has made about music in general and his philosophy about drumming, which obviously is instilled in me as less is more. And that's, that means a lot to me because it... You don't have to overplay, sure. and um, it, you know that—that's the man that has gotten me to here. And you know, I've had a lot of influences, you could say, over the years. And obviously, Stephen would be one of them. Um, Stephen used to play under Reed, right? I played in a core 2008. I played in SFU with Stephen McWhorter, mm -hmm. and then obviously. He, he left the core and started the Inbury project and has taken his own core to, to, to great success. Yeah. Obviously, you know, mm -hmm. great success. And, you know, I, I had finished my tenure with SFU at, in 2013. And um, all years that I enjoyed and, and have a special meaning to me. And, and I could tell you so much about every year. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I, I took a year out and, I, you know, Stephen had asked me, you know, he was, he was struggling. He was struggling for players one year, and he just, you know, Stephen and I are, are really, really good friends before anything else, mm -hmm. and that's the reason why I joined Inverary in District is to to play, you know, obviously with my best friend, and I haven't left since. You know, I what I, year was that? 20, 2015. So in February of 2015, I got a phone call from Stephen to say, look. Um, I'm, I, you know, I only have a. I'm struggling for some players at the moment. You know, could you play some majors? You know, friend to friend, mm -hmm. and that's that's the reason why I joined in Ray and District. Uh, you know, 
the bonus for me, the cherry on top, is the prize at the end of the day. It's, it's the music that we get to create that means the most. Mm -hmm. and, and that carries over, you know, I, uh, you know, I, you know, I've spent some time, you know, talking and, and teaching you as well. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, the fundamentals are important, but it's how you apply, it's how you apply the fundamentals that creates, you know, you know, things and you know, it's 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 lovely to hear and it's it's so humbling to hear you know the kind words like Gordon has you know yeah. alluded to this evening and and I've heard from all of the judges it's it's a it's a pretty surreal thing to hear that <laughs> I can imagine yeah. I mean you know um, I, I, I've I've literally been speechless the last 24 <laughs> hours I must admit on uh, just realizing you know. 2008 was the first time I ever played in the gold medal, and my goal was just to make make the top six. Mm -hmm. and, and I was lucky enough to win the gold medal that year. Mm -hmm. And uh, complete, completely blown away. Mm -hmm. and, and, I've, and I've been fortunate to capture the gold medal five times now. And, and everyone has been different. I've gone about it differently. I have gone, you know, I've prepared differently and I would say that this one has meant the most. Really? And the things that, the things that have, you know, I've thought about in the last 24 hours to <laughs> think about what has got me here is not the successes, it's been the failures or the, mm -hmm. or the things that have pushed me harder. And, and that's, that's the, one of the big things I can pass on to any player sure. is it's not the successes that you get you to the next level. It's the failures. It's the. It's the. I need to work harder here. I need to work harder. And you and you put the time in. And like I said, like I'm so, I'm I've been blown away by the comments about my performance yesterday, and. I re I personally I personally enjoyed yesterday's performance, and that's. I'm usually hypercritical about myself, and I come off saying, "Oh, that's shit. That's that was not good." <laughs> sure. And then you get a prize, and they're like, "Oh, okay." But I walked off yesterday, and I thought, first of all, I, I played an okay qualifier. I wasn't thrilled about it, but it was—I knew it was good enough to get through. And I, I would say that we were all in the same boat there. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the top guys, you know, were so friendly. <laughs> we were just chatting in the hallway, and we were like, uh, you know. Was it? Yeah, it was good enough to get through. Sure. And uh, you know, it came to the final, and they, they redrew the final, and I was lucky enough, lucky enough to go on last. And uh, just to, it was the feedback from the judges, but it was also the feedback from my fellow competitors that yeah. were, you know, the, the the show of support for me as well was. I'm not usually one that's lost for words, but the lo I, <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean? Like I, ha I have been quite, I don't think it has sunk in yet. Like this one, this one hasn't sunk in yet. And that's the biggest thing. You said that on Facebook yesterday. Yeah, right? It's and, like, uh, you're still processing it. Yeah. Why this one? Why is this one different? Do you think? I know why this one's different. Like the f first attempt at the gold medal won it. Yeah. Went a couple of years, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. I picked up a couple, the last few years here, per, you know, personally have not been great results for me. Mm -hmm. um, 
a few that I thought I played really well and it just didn't work out in, in the end of it. And then, you know, the world solos, are the, it's the same thing. Uh, I, I've played really well and I don't always get the result. And I've listened back and I, and I you know, I can put it all together. And I just, I was, I just kind of, I kind of went about this one a, a little bit differently. Um, I, I've been really busy with a lot of things and, you know, I, I practiced and, and, you know, I put the time in and, you know, I, I listened back to the video of the qualifier and Keegan and I both, you know, discussed a few things and this, you know, there was, there was parts in the march and, you know, I'm usually one that's a guy that would, would, you know, get to the final. It's like, it's time to hit it and, and, and push the push you know it's throttle down time you know mm -hmm. little tempo is going to get you there and yesterday was opposite of that mm -hmm. and I uh, we just went the opposite direction and that's not something I would normally do and him and I talked and, and we practiced a few things and I would just you know I kind of sat on it you know I kind of it felt like I could sit on every note and I could just had control of everything that was happening yesterday mm -hmm. and it's it's a surreal experience that's that's the best way I could describe it. Like when the pressure's on, you know, it's you can feel every little thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, I just felt like I could go anywhere with every note. Right. And it was just one of those deals. And uh, I hope that's not the best performance I ever have in my life. <laughs> I hope I have I'm more sure to come. Not. I'm sure. But, I'm sure. Um, it is one that is. This is without a doubt, hands down, the most, I think the most proud and uh, humbled uh, beyond, I am blown away by the, the support, the show of support and the, the comments that I've received over the last 24 hours. But I would say that this one is, uh, I've, I've worked very hard in the last, you know, two, three years. Mm -hmm. To, to get this, to, to, you know, to get back here. And, uh, you know, I think, now don't hold me to this, I think there's only <laughs> one other person that has won five gold medals, and that would be Blair Brown. At Kansas City. At, at Kansas City, yes. So I've been coming here for quite a long time through the amateur grades and now the gold medal. And, uh, you know, that's a guy I've looked up for a long time. And to be tied with that guy is pretty remarkable That's impressive and you're you're so young you got plenty of time to well I, break don't, that I don't feel as young as i used to but it's all right they tell me i'm still young <laughs> so it's all right there's plenty of time but you're like uh, yeah. you're under 30 right no I'm, I'm just on the edge <laughs> I, I i turned 30 last year so uh, yeah my right. back's already hurting oh you you're know. fucking me yeah <laughs> you know i struggle to get up in the morning the hangovers are worse Oh my That's, god! Oh my god! Let me tell you. I could tell you the hangover this morning was not pretty. <laughs> I can promise you that. <laughs> oh yes, been there, been there. But congratulations! That's amazing. Thank it's you, it's buddy. really phenomenal. I I really, as a person who learns under you, I really respect what you do, and Thanks, it's buddy. fantastic. Thank you, and I would say that that is that has become the most important to me mm -hmm. is. It's not, it's not just the result, it's the everybody else. You know, the, I've had people that aren't snare drummers come up and say, I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Like, that has meant the most to me. Sure. And has been a little bit surreal that, like, people, 
but you know, they find you in the hallway, they find you in the ballroom or they at the bar and they just say, Hey, saw you play yesterday. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're a piper or you're a snare drummer or just you're not involved, you just listen. Yeah. And and when you can entertain that way, that's huge. That's a huge thing, that's a huge thing sure. and uh uh, I'm pretty proud of that. So, well, congratulations! It's amazing. Thank you. And to the next thing, you're gonna win the next thing, whatever it is. You know, someday the world solo finals. You know, <laughs> I, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate enough to to make the, the final the last few years, and you know, right now the goal is, you know, you know, the ne the next goal is, you know, getting in the top six. Mm -hmm. um, if it happens, it happens. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know. Mm -hmm. the, the quality of play is phenomenal oh, and the, and, it, and the, the quality of player in the, in the world solos right now is is outrageous right, you know sure. and, and the guys are all good and uh, you know I, like you know I just like I, I love to play just and fucking do it and, yeah <laughs> it's all about just going out and it's playing, just right? you know it's just like Ben you leave the bullshit to the side I just mm -hmm. I love to show up and I just love to play and you know that's why I continue to do the Inverary thing, and I've you know I have the Ulster Scottish project you know sure. going back home, and you know we're continuing to work hard there. But I just like to play drums, man. <laughs> that's what it's all about, man. You know, it's fucking I, jam. I, I've, with your uh, friends, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've loved it since I was six years old when I started, and sitting here almost thirty-one, and I can tell you without, you know. There is nothing that I would rather do with mm -hmm. my life than, than, than play a snare drum and be in a pipe band. You know, I'm, I've been kind of born into this, so that... <laughs> it's a whole family thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, fourth generation into a pipe band. You, mm -hmm. you had, uh, there was no hope for me. Like, I was going in. You're, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but, but uh, no, it's, it's good. It's, it's really good, and it's, you know... It's just something I love to do. So oh, that's brilliant. Man. Well, congratulations! This is awesome. Thanks, and buddy. I think we're gonna go drink some more. I imagine. I, I would hope so because happen. we're the it's last, the last ones in here. They're closing the doors. Yeah. we're fucked. Final thoughts. Give it. <coughs> What's the topic? Mm -hmm.